we back. I <laughs> I turned 38 like a week ago, but I had my birthday show last weekend and my mother got on stage for a third time. So I want to talk about that, which is also hilarious. And I'm sure to most is very embarrassing, but I very much enjoy it. I had a show in Waverly, Iowa, which is a small town in Iowa. And I want to talk about uh, my thought process that goes into certain shows and taking certain money. And is it the venue? Is it the people that I get to work with? And lastly, I didn't watch the whole Oscars, but it's been a year since the slap, and there was two moments that I wanted to talk about from this year's Oscars. Let's go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My mother is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if she's hilarious for all the right reasons, but uh, she makes me laugh. And to see her get on stage is sort of an out-of-body out of experience for me because, like, I don't know what she's going to say. I know what she says off stage, right? <laughs> and... I I had a birthday show. I, I do it at Mason City Brew, and that's the place that I do my monthly show. It's the only uh, recurring show that I have right now, and I've been doing it for six years. She got on stage last year for the first time and roasted me. It was hilarious, and I put it on Facebook and one point eight thousand views. And uh, it's worth it's worth checking out if you haven't already. And then the second time I had her on stage when I did my big casino show at Diamond Joe Casino in Northwood, Iowa. Uh, in front of 200 plus people she did an introduction like she she went up before me and brought me on stage and then she also did a joke and uh, had a little bit and so this third time I was just sort of going to have her do the same thing like hey just bring me up on stage and she took it as an opportunity to write a hot five so, so <laughs> and she, it's just it's almost like it's not even a train wreck it's just it's just wild you know, like, here's what's so funny about it. And I said this on stage when she got off, like the day before. Uh, she was just with my babies, you know, her grandchildren. She was Nana. And she's so sweet. And she lets them get away with murder. Like, they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. And she buys, you know, she takes them wherever she buys. She's just an incredibly sweet woman. And then she gets on stage and she's, you know, Lisa Lampanelli or... <laughs> You know, she's just uh, some more and, and Cheryl, like Def Jail. Like, it's just, it's a sight to see. Um, but I, I do want to say, if I haven't said it on the podcast, I know I've, I've, I've mimicked this many times before, but she is just my biggest supporter. She's just, she's just so, she just, and I don't know if she really believes in me because she's my mom or if she believes in me because uh, I've been doing it for a long time, and so she's seen the growth. I don't, you know, I, I can't pinpoint it, but I know I love having her in my corner. Uh, she's she's an absolute incredible woman and, and mother, and I, I just love our relationship now. I, uh, we didn't have the best relationship for uh, uh, many pockets in my in my life, and it wasn't that they were bad, like. In fact, the only time I, I would say that it was bad was right at the transition from leaving Detroit. So 
you know, graduating high school, uh, trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. And then like going to college and dropping out and moving to Minnesota, like that whole little time. Uh, I think we were the most apart and, and that's changed so much, uh, since having my first child and her just being involved in my children's life and moving from Detroit to Arizona and then from Arizona here to Iowa. But I'm telling you, she, she's, if, if, if there's ever like, Hey, my mom's going to be on a show or my mom's going to do this with me. And I feel like we should start touring. You want to see it. <laughs> like, like I, as a, as a comedy fan, <laughs> I want to see what she's going to say. And it was, it was pretty fun. I want to get into storytelling. I don't consider myself a very great storyteller. I consider myself very funny, creative, sometimes witty. I think my my comedy sort of comes from a place of perspective meets experience. You know, it's, it's sort of like, here's here's what I think, and here's the joke that I'm going to develop out of it, like getting fatter. Like, <laughs> like I've been I've been getting fatter for the last couple of years, and you know, like I, I'll get fat and then kind of slim down a little bit and then back and forth, I'm back and forth. And I'm almost about to give up. Like I'm about to just like eat a turkey leg, you know, for a mid- midnight snack. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at that point where like, I don't, I care. Don't get me wrong. I care and I want to be quote unquote healthy and I want to have more energy and yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, Lucky Charms at one o'clock in the morning you know, don't miss. Okay. So, um, and so I have this joke about, uh, I don't want to take my shirt off and I, I started making, uh, making it into my opener. So that's, that's really the, the first joke that I'm doing right now on my tour. My, it's not a real tour. It's just what I'm calling it. It's my off tour, which is, uh, an acronym. My cousin got me doing acronyms now because he is all about, he's all about it. Uh, his album is officially getting ready to drop or his EP, I should say, is getting ready to drop on the 23rd. And I'm sure I'll post it on social media. He was just on the podcast a few episodes back. But uh, my acronym is, is I'm on my off tour, which is older, fatter and funnier. The opener just comes from I want to keep a sh- like I, I'm the dad with my shirt in the pool with my three kids. And you can see my shirt floating behind me like a black bridezilla. Like <laughs> And that's that is the heartbeat of my comedy. It's my experience meets my perspective. And so there are these stories and these experiences that I've had that I really want to dabble into. And so that's what the show was about. It was about turning 38 and wanting to share some of those stories. And I didn't really get to them because of how long the show went. And we didn't have like the strongest turnout. But I just want to kind of... Um, Maybe not a sneak peek, but I kind of want to clue you in on like, that's where I like to go. Like, that's my big challenge now is how can I tell these stories? How can I find the funny and uh, how I can take that across the country and add that into into my show? So look out for that. Also on stage, I received gifts, which uh, it's really weird how. Like my mom for my birthday, she got me this mystery box, <laughs> and she bedazzled it too, because that's what she does. <laughs> and <laughs> and inside was was money, which was what I wanted and needed, because I needed to get 
uh, new merchandise. So like I take birthday money and money that I make for shows. I just reinvested in uh, comedy. And then she got me like some chocolates and some, you know, one a day vitamins, just very sweet mom shit, even though I'm 38. And uh, I'm be honest with my wife threw it at me that night. Like she never really throws it at me like that. But she's like, hey, it's your birthday. Boom. Take it. I'm like, these are these are good. These are good gifts, <laughs> money and, and, you know, getting it thrown at you. And when I was on stage, uh, the bartender at, at Mason City Brewing, the, the venue that, that we do the shows at, she has been incredible since I've been there. Again, they took an 18 month hiatus. I come back. There's a brand new bartender. And since meeting her, she's just done the biggest and the littlest things. Like when I had my album uh, recording, or I'm sorry, when I had my album release party, and I got incredibly drunk and passed out in the green room and slept. She took care of me. And uh, I was taking money for the album. Like I was doing like a, not a GoFundMe, but like just essentially, hey, anybody want to donate to this? She donated like a hundred bucks. And I tip her all the time. But it's just, it's just wild to have somebody like that, that you don't really know. You get to know and they just support you in, in more ways than none. And they started carrying liquor. And I'm like, hey, uh, appreciate it. Can y'all get Crown? And she got Crown. And, and I'm, I'm drinking Crown Apple now. I'm like, hey, can y'all get Crown Apple? So she got me a bottle of Crown Apple, not only for the show, but also as a gift. Uh, <laughs> a gentleman who is at last year's roast in the audience who my mom, you know, told everybody I used to, you know, touch all on Barbies and stuff when I was a little, little boy. He got me a Barbie and uh, it was not it was not even like a, a good Barbie, too. It was like a dollar store Barbie. Well, you know, I digress. <laughs> like if you're going to buy me a buy me a nice Barbie. OK, like if you're going to buy me a bottle of whiskey, don't give me that cheap shit. I ain't going to drink. Give me that crown apple crown. If you are listening, you want to sponsor. Hey, I got you. And and my favorite gift, and the reason why I brought all that up, my favorite gift comes from a comedian and his uh, incredible girlfriend. They've been together for quite some time. Uh, they got me a book. The title of the book and the reason why they got it was called Plum Lovin'. I don't, I don't even know what the book is about. I have not read it. But if you know, and you should, I have a bit. I sell shirts um, about F plums. Like, that's a thing. And... <laughs> For them to get me this book was incredibly thoughtful and like a good find. And then you open the book and there's $6 in it. And again, that's from a comedy bit um, that I do. So uh, it's one of those like, oh, this is, you know what? I might cry in front of all y'all. I do shows for a lot of different reasons. Like some shows. So let me say this. In the perfect world. I'm headlining 300 plus people at a venue that's paying me pretty well, that is providing my, you know, alcohol and, and, and rooms and hotels. Like I'm living the rock star life. We don't always get these rock star life shows. Sometimes you need filler shows. Sometimes you need add on shows. I've told this to a comedian last year. Like, I don't mind doing a crappy show if I know the next show is a good paying show, right? It just keeps me working. And it helps me with my material and building it and strengthening it and getting those reps in. So, however, there are some shows and venues that, that really bother me, even when everything goes right. 
And I had to show that for the most part, everything went right. And I'm, I'm gonna cut to just me. Uh, we started late, not great communication from the venue at first. I wasn't too thrilled with uh, the host. It was it was one of those like this show could be whatever you make it. So it, it could be a great show or it could be a, a crappy show. But I'm gonna cut right to me. So I get on stage and I got uh, I agreed to do 45 minutes for not much money. The person who asked me is someone that I love, Dylan Meek. We've done shows together. That's my guy, and he's one of those guys in this. And, and not just, you know, specific to gender, but he's just one of those people in this business that if if you if you need me, I got you, especially if I can do it. Not like one of those like, let me cancel my wedding, you know, but like, hey, not so many comedians, especially around here, ask me or hire me, I should say, for shows, whether it's the, the appropriate pay or not. It just doesn't happen. So. He wants to make a good first impression on the venue. I got you. I'm there. I get on stage for 45 minutes and I just have an incredible time. In fact, it's probably my top three show this year. And I know we're only in March, but I think about that stuff. I think about how much fun I had on stage, the impact, how the material went over, who did I connect with, how much stuff did I sell out for the show. I start the set off taking a shot with the mayor of the town, who was the first person I talked to when I walked in. It was pretty crazy. Um, he was a cool dude, too. And uh, by doing that, people continued to bring me shots during my 45-minute set. I ended up doing over 50 minutes, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if I should do that anymore. It was pretty cool. I, I put a collection of shot glasses at the edge of the step, uh, at the edge of the stage, um, and I didn't, I never got to a point where I was obliviated or, uh, super drunk or anything like that, but it was just a really cool, you know, sort of rock star moment. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Had fun, did great, connected to the crowd, good material, all like all the things that I want. Uh, got off stage. I didn't have that many shirts to sell. I only sold one shirt, but I had a bunch of people just tip me. And it it really sort of, I almost made more money in tips than what I made for, for being hired to do the show. And the reason why I bring all that up is because sometimes these venues, and I, I went on a real preachy, you know, tour last year where I was just like, hey guys, we got to do better. And I, I, sometimes you just have to acknowledge where you are in, in your career. It's like in a relationship, like sometimes buying you, you know, flowers is what you want, especially in, the, in, in when you're younger, it's like, oh, he loves me. But then you're like, hey, I knocked out that rent for you. You're like, hey, <laughs> this is, this is true love. So, so, uh, they didn't, they didn't pay them very well to start with. It was not really good communication. And so I, I think about that stuff because in the in the perfect world, I'm doing all these very perfect shows. But then sometimes you do these shows where they don't really pay you your value. They don't really um, give you the sort of uh, attention you needed. It took me a while before I ordered my first drink. I brought it up on stage, didn't have a problem after. You know what I mean? Like it was it was one of those things where like who who are you? 
And then you show them who you are and they're like, oh, okay, we, we should have treated you like this the first time. And it's hard not to get a chip on your shoulder. It's hard to not let that bother you, but it does. So again, the show went very well for me. I walked away very pleased, very happy that I made the drive. But I just hope I don't have to run into a lot more shows like this where it's like I have to twist arms and convince people that I'm really worth what I'm worth. And that's just the business. Sometimes people will see it. Sometimes people will never see it. But uh, I just pray that I continue to work as hard as I have to so that the right people see it. Uh, but I, I'll take... I, I don't I don't ever want to be in a position where I take a shitty job or a gig because I quote-unquote have to. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I have absolutely no money we're going to pay you 75 bucks. Do you want it? I remember there was a show they were, they were giving out a hundred bucks to perform at an ice rink near where I live. They built this big, not big, but they built this hockey stadium and they were like, we wanted some entertainment in between the quarters, I guess the third quarter out of, if you watch hockey, you know, there's that one quarter that's super long. I was like, that sounds great. I'd love to do it. It was like, we're only going to pay you a hundred bucks. And I think what they were specifically asking for was 40 minutes. They were asking for two 20 minute shows. I was like, no, like that's, you basically want to pay me a hundred dollars for 40 minutes. Doesn't include drive. Doesn't include anything extra than that. No, that's, I'm good on that. And I will say this, uh, I've driven eight hours to Indianapolis four hundred dollars that's it that's all i got paid there was nothing more nonetheless but the difference was who the show was like i I don't mind making those drives for certain people in certain venues where you can make great relationships and network as opposed to places that are obviously it was a lot closer to home but it almost feels like you're being used you know like my blackness gets gets or it tries to get used a lot i'm just gonna say that like, oh, we put him with our thing. We appear to be more diverse. We appear to be more inclusive. We yada, yada, yada. Look, I don't need to be your token this. Pay me for my talent. Black, white, whatever. And we could. But don't try to, don't don't group me into, like, especially when I have the category or the catalog. Like, don't group me in with anybody else unless they have a similar catalog, unless they've been doing similar things have been working as, as long as I have. Um, I just wanted to kind of share that. I think I may have touched on that in a previous episode, but again, I don't ever want to get to a point where like, I got to take those types of gigs. Uh, I much rather say no to the wrong gig and, and live with that than have to say yes, because I need that hundred dollars. I mean, that's the blessing of why we still live in Lake Mills, but I'm telling you, um, I, those those that stays with me longer than a lot of other things like damn i really feel like this venue is getting over on me or or getting over on comedy or just doing wrong by by us i I didn't watch the lastly i I didn't watch the oscars i just caught some some snippets i just i do care for jimmy kimmel he (laughs) he's great um He's had obviously some controversy of himself with the man show and just previous, but uh, I, I like where he is. And I used to do shows and I know his sister, Jill Kimmel, who's out in Arizona or she was, she's in California now. And I, uh, 
I, I enjoyed his monologue kind of just uh, talking about the slap. <laughs> there was a, a specific bit or joke that he said, like, you guys can all just do what you did last year, which was nothing at all. And then and then give give him a best a best uh, actor uh, Academy Award. I thought he just hit it on the head. Um, so I just I just loved I love that moment. Uh, the second thing was Angela, Angela Bassett not receiving the best supporting actress. And I made a joke about it. Uh, I did not see the movie. I saw some of the movie that Jamie Lee Curtis won for. The everything. What I didn't watch it. I heard it's really good. I know they won some awards. But I just I just want to say I Angela just is an incredible incredible actress she's she might be she might be the goat and she doesn't have an oscar she she might be the goat for me and i've downplayed her i've underplayed her she's just been around so long where you gotta sort of take notice eventually i'm glad i did eventually i was i was a huge holly berry fan but i don't like any of her movies i like some things that she's done like she was in john wick three and uh, Monsters Ball was great. Got to, you know, got to see a lot. Uh, so it's not like I hate everything she's done. It's just uh, not my not my favorite actress. That has nothing to, that I do not want to. Make, let's make this clear. She is incredibly talented, beautiful, all of those things. Those movies just didn't hit for me. You know, again, if you listen to my last episode, my last solo episode, episode, I should say, I made it abundantly a point to like not crap on certain people for certain reasons. So let me just clear that up because I don't want anybody like, oh, Day Day said Holly Berry trash. Nope, nope. I just want to say, Angela, uh, I love the moment where the Michael uh, Michael B. Jordan and uh, what's his name? Jonathan Major, who uh, I saw Creed 3. This guy is just, I loved every scene that he's in. Like he is an incredible actor right now. Uh, they both are but I love the moment when they come up after she doesn't win and uh, he says hey auntie and they say they love you and I just love that support because sometimes I and I spoke about this like black men I don't think we're we're there for our black women um, as much as we can be and I, that's not to say we don't have those moments I just thought that was a beautiful moment for them to be there for her and I know there was some controversy with her not smiling and clapping because she lost <laughs> And maybe there's some behind the scenes. Like maybe they were like, "Hey, we'll bring you here. We'll nominate you. You gonna win?" And then they, she, they just did all that to get her there. What? We don't know the backstory, but uh, I just want to kind of spend this uh, last bit on how incredible I think Angela is from uh, Vampire in Brooklyn <laughs> with Eddie Murphy uh, to um, some of the many things that she's done. Uh, waiting to exhale. I just I thoroughly loved her and love her in, in the Black Panther movies. So uh, that's it. Just uh, send a love to that uh, beautiful, beautiful queen. And uh, I hope that she she gets one one day. And if she doesn't, she don't I don't think she needs the validation because she's already so great. But, uh, you know, auntie, we love you.